You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Very good, Keith Johnson. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV for the season three premiere of Southland. Tonight's host is Stuart Lill. Joining Stuart will be AfterBuzz's co-hosts, Alyssa Harrington and Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Southland news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues... Stuart Lill. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Stuart Lill speaking. It's, it's been, it was a nice holiday break, I hope, for everyone. Uh, this is uh, the Southland podca- podcast on AfterBuzz TV, and uh, we will be discussing the s- season premiere of season three, Let It Snow, written by Ann Biederman and John Wells. Um, we will have a episode breakdown by Phil, and uh, our special segment today will be basically discussing the, uh, the from a fresh pair of eyes with... Alyssa and Phil, uh, why did they think from the first time watching a show in uh, episode in full, why the show has been struggling after the cancellation from NBC and a budget, actually a budget uh, reduction from TNT? But anyways, uh, Phil, could you give us the episode? Sure. Uh, what I like to describe this episode as uh, the three cases. One, the, the rape, then there's a bridge murder, and then there's a bank shooting. And that's basically what it all comes down to in tonight's episode. And uh, as the voiceover told us, Police officers very frustrated. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first off, before we dive in too deeply into these uh, issues, I just want to say I'm very excited to the to the show because it's it's kind of a uh, it's 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 a fighter. It's a it's an underdog of a show. I mean, as as we we will discuss, especially later up from like, yeah. Well, don't why give, you guys go, don't think. give anything too much away. All right, right let's now, not get it. But anyways, yeah. You know. Anyway, it was uh, it was created by. By Anna Biederman, who uh, wrote for NYPD Blue and wrote Public Enemies, and John Wells, who did the ER series, and uh, I just I think it's fantastic. It's very edgy, and um, that's that's all I really wanted to get off, start off the note off on. But anyways, into the episode now. So first, yes, we dive into uh, what I love about Southland. By the way, are their their teasers really short and quick that you'll eventually see a scene at the beginning, and then you'll see it at the end of the episode. And uh, first, we see Lydia Adams chasing a. Uh, chasing a guy that just uh, when they wrecked a car, right? Yeah, I mean we don't know much. We don't know much about what this is but initially, we... but uh, you know, uh, she runs out of the car and we go to. I liked how they did it that that sort of slow motion, you know, to a to a stop almost. Mm-hmm. And and then from there we, well, but from there we kind of go through. We kind of reintroduce the characters, but diving into that case that we really get into, it's when uh, it's when Ben and John uh, come upon this. Uh, it, it, they uh, answer a call about a woman missing, and they go to the boss of this. Uh, what, what was it? A hotel or something? Or no? It was just an office building. It was. A, yeah, I think it was, it was just an office, office building. building. Yeah, and uh, apparently a woman's missing. And uh, before you know it, Lydia, our our uh, detectives on the scene with her new partner, uh, Jane. Jane. Uh, Josie. Josie. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. My bad. She changes partners all the time. That's that's why I have a hard time keeping track of her <laughs> partners. 
But um, anyway, so yeah, what, this this woman, they find her and uh, stuffed in the uh, ceiling of a bathroom, and we immediately dive into a case of murder and rape of an illegal immigrant. Well, uh, but but even before then, I mean, thoughts on just the uh, the boss in general. I thought, yeah. y- you know, him as like being just a suspect of like. Nah, you know, uh, you know, I can't keep tabs on women that disappear. She didn't have a checkout card. Um, the security cameras obviously were set after 24 hours. I mean, Alyssa, what, what, what was your thoughts sort of even before we find out that she was actually indeed murdered? I knew this guy was sketched straight up. I mean, just c- coming into it, like not really giving any info, um, really being straight up rude to the daughter really was an emotional punch. I mean, they did a great job casting the, the daughter – um, she had a great introduction, and we really felt that emotional punch when she said, you know, I know my mom always comes home. I haven't talked to her. So you really set up that guy right away to be um, really sketch. And um, the reveal, like, of the mother uh, whenever she was missing was just such an emotional scene. Like, you knew straight up that that was going to be something really important. Yeah, I was – yeah. Hard to watch, really. It was, it was hard to watch. You knew when she put her head uh, – uh, Ru- Lydia, played by Regina King, great actress, by the way. Excellent um, casting. Excellent casting. This whole show, up and down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, when she puts her head up, up, head up in that ceiling and just you know t- takes the uh, the flashlight and starts doing the 360, we know it's coming. I knew, uh, but <laughs> – But it was heart-dropping. I mean – I mean, I, what, was, what was strange to me was uh, sort of the ease of it. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't. I just I knew I was expecting it, and then just mm-hmm. it, it almost felt too easily. But um, I guess in some sense I like that because you know the bigger thing was uh, figuring out and getting you know the guy mm-hmm. eventually. Right. So so I guess in the end it worked out. Do you? Uh, oh, shoot, I, I I keep wanting to bring up special topics such issues. We'll, we'll save it all for <laughs> later. Okay. <Save> uh, <laughs> I'll, this will I'll bring us all back around. Um, all right, yeah. But how did you, how did you feel how they handled in the show? How they kind of handled that scene? You know, it wasn't immediately like, oh, this must have happened. This must have happened. You know how kind of procedural shows will go with, and it seemed. I you said it felt too easy finding her. I felt I usually feel it's way too easy for any other show on the on the air. That how like like CSI for example, they have every technology known to man that just can point their fingers where they fingerprint the air of all things and they go and find their suspect but this this isn't i mean well uh i mean i don't have that much of a background in these types of shows but uh i guess if you say i mean Stu, you have a little bit of experience with csi right uh you're on the cbs lot and so so you know a little bit how that show is run yes a little bit a little bit (laughs) so i guess i mean so so you're coming at from uh sort of inside perspective of how those shows work right where you know everything kind of gets you said procedurally gets off quick yeah yeah so i mean well i guess i don't know coming in as a first-time fan i i it seemed a little off but then i realized okay that's not the bigger part the bigger part is figuring out how to get this guy which i appreciate i thought they went through the right steps and obviously the big thing was with with the dna Mm-hmm. And figuring that out, and uh, I mean, right away, just what a weird guy. The the cuts and all that, taking yeah. off the shirt. That was a great reveal. Whenever, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean it like that, but <laughs> it was a, uh, it it was great the way um, you know, Josie and Lydia really played. Like oh, and then I felt like in that scene, especially someone who doesn't have. CSI background. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I felt like I was learning something in that scene. We saw, you know, oh, the bruises. I saw the fingertips. Like that. And the abs. 
In the abs. In the abs. That's what I noticed first. This is why first. I wanted a woman's perspective on this show. <laughs> so. That's what I noticed first, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> I felt like I was learning something in that scene, and that that's what was really important about that reveal. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, having that keeps me in, into the show more. When I feel like I'm learning, when I feel like I'm going through the steps with them. Yeah. It's yeah. not just... Oh, um, we're going to bring in a suspect. It's we're always looking for those key details. Yeah. Well, I mean, not not to get off two track, although it is actually sort of on track in this. <laughs> it, 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 well, when you say that, I I feel like this whole episode, um, while it was about the rape, it was very much about um, the development of you know these two partners as cops. Mm-hmm. And Stu, you know, obviously, uh, they they she's she swapped partners many times, and I I, I felt like with each thing, um, it was testing them and getting. For them to getting to know each other, you know, mm-hmm. and so, so I, I felt they really accomplished that. How do you great f- throughout the? the how do you episode. feel that she's gonna be uh, going forward with her new partner Josie? Now that she's uh, just just really not agreed with uh, Lydia's ways of doing things, you know, answering the phone in the car while she's driving, <laughs> and uh, Lydia's a real tight ass, but at the same time she's a real action hero. Um, I think it'll be. Y- Sort of in that, in some sense, uh, a classic where like you don't necessarily like the person, but you respect mm-hmm. them. You know, because exactly. at the end of the day, uh, I think it's one of those uh, the ends justify the means mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, she's on the cell phone, whatever. Her she's not going about it the right way, but she gets things done. Okay, I I, I think Lydia will come to respect that because like her previous partners, um, or even partner, I I I. I can't remember the second one if there was i know there was one who was who came in he basically so her original partner just to catch you guys up was uh shot and he had to go into a hospital and mm-hmm. basically just couldn't be on the police anymore and he used a crutch for a while and uh lydia is mad crushing on this guy no doubt um <laughs> and i don't know if you could pick that up at the coffee shop oh, and by the I way got, how i did, got that oh you oh, got yeah. that i got um, that very much so. how did you feel how they kind of handled like because they didn't say you are my ex-partner, and I have a new partner. They never said that, but you... It was obvious. You figured it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I kind of like how this writing with the show is. They never... It's never too packed with... Um, what, what's, the, what's the term? Uh, or you need to know. Like, uh, it depends on prior episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, there's not that dependency, I guess I would, you would call it. I don't, think, I don't feel like there's dependency, but I mean... Um, but it... It's never. I, I just feel like the the dialogue's never just too obvious about things for the for the audience. I it's feel never like on the nose. It's never on the nose. That's that's <laughs> that. Thank you, Alyssa. Um, yeah, but that was just a perfect scene, for, per, perfect example of that. And, exactly. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm glad it's back. I, well, uh, I mean, <laughs> as simple so, of a scene as it was. So just to uh, you know, you, you said that uh, you know this is her third partner, and you know sometimes third times a charm. Oh. <laughs> okay, I didn't think about that. All right. I didn't do well in math, Phil. Um, <laughs> well, it's not really math. It's just... <laughs> All right. Continuing with the case. Uh, so next um, we they find her, and then they go and they they have the guy's shirt lifted up, and uh, we yes. know we know those are uh, her 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 partner, her new partner. Automatically, is like, well, those aren't dog bites. Obviously, uh, we, have we go for the warrant. We, we have to go for the warrant, right? So, um, well, we go in his house, right? I, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I mean. In the sense of, I mean, I, I liked, you know, we go into the house and I liked her partner all immediately being like, you know, that's an awesome car, whatever. Right. And you could see um, her just being all about the business. Yeah, we need a DNA test. Right. Swab his mouth. And, uh, right, so now we know that this, I, I mean, I, honestly, I was surprised that he was still around after the swabbing. <laughs> I mean, weren't you? Right, yeah. And, <laughs> because, and then, um, and then uh, before you know it, we... 
they, they go to the the uh, the, the clinic. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to that mm-hmm. woman who apparently was raped by this guy, but she can't say anything. I like I like this was this this scene gave us a great uh, a great look into the culture of how like if you know her husband knew that she was raped, he'd leave her, and she has four kids, and you know she can't speak any English, so he knew she's mm-hmm. probably illegal too. I thought it was just a great way to kind well, of. What about the scene with the priest? Right? Is that? No, I think was? that was right before. Yeah, yeah, but 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 in sense of like I didn't it's just I, I all these really... people not you know saying anything. Couldn't say anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's just kind of a – one, it's a good look about what police deal with every day, detectives especially, um, in those situations where nobody wants to talk. Exactly. And then two, just kind of a look on what kind of goes on in L.A. Uh, with with illegal immigrants and just kind of the, the barriers police have to overcome with 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 solving these cases. And, and they were dealing with whole different cultures here. And But I felt like – I mean, it aren't – I mean – don't they now have a legal obligation? Can't they like take this priest and uh, put him to jail because he knew? You know, it's it, it's like the uh, I don't know. It's that... like in school, the fo- uh, a counselor. You can tell anything to a counselor, or you know, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of professions that you know that have sort of like their uh, doctor-patient uh, relationship, where you can talk about anything, but if it's related to you doing harm to yourself, you doing harm to someone else, or threats of harm to whoever, then you know it has to be told. And so with a rape, it's yeah. obviously harm. Yeah, but if you're a Catholic priest, you can be what's what's the term excommunicated or something like that. If you reveal something that was told to you in in private, an or, oath. Well, I really bumped on that because I know somebody somebody listening has to Google, but I'm pretty sure like there has been cases where people have confessed to murder or another crime, and they have to turn them in. Priest-wise? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think in during confessionals, like, if you hear something that's obviously... Corey, you're I, Irish, you're, you're Catholic. I mean, uh, <laughs> any thoughts on the church here? We just don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess fair enough. Uh, D&D, deaf and dumb. All right, well, I'm just going by just some Catholic school uh, some Catholic <laughs> school education where my, my priest said, no, can't say a thing, you know. Looking me dead I'm going to look into that. By, by the way, I will look into things. that and report next week. Of of, I'm just going to talk that that I murdered all these people and see what happens. All right, Phil. <laughs> so <laughs> if I'm not back that. next week, you'll know why. And he's saying it as if he actually hasn't murdered anyone. Next, uh, continuing on. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, kind of wrap this case up because. What I also liked about the show is how they kind of shorten up each case. They don't make it one case the entire episode. But continuing on, we uh, we talked to that woman, and then uh, they go back over to the house, right? Uh, because she's like, "Yeah, we have DNA, but mm-hmm. uh, it's going to take a while, like, to to get the results from that." I, I think it was kind back to CSI. I kind so I read a review kind of saying that was a knock at at that show just because they can do things so fast and quickly. But this is kind of more of a realistic. A realistic view that that's not how it works because everyone there's a big line for DNA testing and it's going to take a little while to get that tested. So, anyways, they go over to that guy's house. They're like, "Well, we, we can't have him leave the country." So let's just say, uh, "Hey, there's another. Uh, we we found the guy. We're so sorry." And uh, Lydia is offered. Uh, so, uh, so the girlfriend of the of the guard, the suspect, is like, "Yeah, you should have known better." And then. Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, anyway, so they try to play off as cool as possible. Lydia goes in after she asks for water and then finds the suitcases and apparently going to the Dominican Republic. And then that leads us into our next scene of uh, finding they're going to the airport, which was a great chase scene. And this went all – and then uh, her, Lydia's partner uh, 
just broke into a, a chase, and Lydia's like, no, we can't pursue. And uh, she does it anyway and uh, runs this guy off the road right next to the airport, and uh, Lydia, definitely an Olympic track star, run, definitely. runs him, runs him down. Was she wearing heels? I love what, it when they what? do that. <laughs> I, good question. Uh, yeah, runs in her heels all the way up to um, to the guard and smacks him down and actually gets the DNA results right then and there, which I kind of thought was funny after they said it's going to take uh, weeks or months to get him. But, uh, and then that wrapped up her case, which I, I thought was a good case. Nice. And uh, it kind of – I think it, it helped connect those partners a little more because they got the guy, even though that went against Lydia's uh, protocol. Now, if I'm to have any criticism, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to uh, – it's that we never, you know, uh, the, the partner obviously mentions it. Like, um, you, you told we'd find her, this, f- find the daughter, her mother. Right. We have some bad, good news, bad news. And I would have liked to maybe seen that scene. I mean, Alyssa, what are your thoughts on that? I totally agree. Uh, that was something that I noted down and that we kind of just cut to, um, I think it was Josie speaking with the daughter, just kind of saying like, oh, what do you know about this case? But after all of that buildup, I mean, they showed pictures of the mother and the daughter in the locker. So we saw them together. It was the buildup with the purse. You know, that's when we knew something was wrong. I really wanted to see that emotional punch. I mean, they built it up so well, and I felt like we were kind of cheated that moment that really would have sealed the case for me. Wow. I'm sorry, Lisa. I wanted to see that. <laughs> I wanted I mean, to that, see her pain and suffering. I mean, if I'm to have any criticisms, that that's my only one. But no, I totally at the end agree of the day, I, I, overlook, I can overlook it easily, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know, move on. Right. It's just that there were so many more moments where we saw personal lives and that it really caught on. But it, it kind of just cut off there. And I was like, did I miss something? I wanted to see more of that. All right. I wanted to see more. Fair enough. Well, uh, Stu, well, what do you say? The bridge murder? Let's go to the bridge murder. The bridge murder. All right. This was, <laughs> this was, this was a uh, – I love these detectives. Uh, Detective uh, Sammy and uh, Nate. Um, we'll get their last names real quick here. The but, cute ones. The, yeah, the cute ones. <laughs> uh, 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 Detective Sammy Bryant and Detective Nate Moretta. They uh, basically uh, been, they roll up on a, a, uh, a body, two bodies that are found underneath a bridge over – I don't know what town, what area of LA uh, it was. It was Griffin Park. Griff, Griff, no, no, that's where they did the girl. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Getting a little too ahead of myself. Anyways, oh. yeah, so, but these guys, <laughs> uh, see, they, they looked like some uh, Mexican gang bangers, and, um, and they, they had raped this, this uh, seemed like this gang uh, uh, godfather, um, his daughter, and lo and behold, uh, they wind up dead of uh, no surprise. But, uh, I was surprised. You were surprised? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, anyway, after, but this is – they don't find that out until they look up their cases like, yo, yeah, they, these guys were suspe- – or supposedly raped the, the daughter of this guy. And they got off because uh, she was drunk apparently, which was like, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's law right there for you. That's, how the, that's the court system and at its best. And then we, uh, we go and they have an unwelcome party at the uh, – the guy, the guy's automotive shop. Uh, Luis, Luis, uh, what was his last name? I forget, but Luis. Yeah, Luis's shop, and uh, we, and this was a great scene because they had him and all of his. Uh, what do you call those shirts? They go down to their knees. Uh, 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 just, just all of his cronies. Let's go with them. <laughs> yeah, the, um, anyways, like just circle him. Like, hey, you want to come downtown? Answer some questions. Like, yeah, I do mind going downtown and answering some questions and. And then like, okay, we'll we'll go. And then uh, and then Sam is like, we look like pussies. You know, <laughs> it's like, 
Man, that's that is that's real right there. I I I would feel like a pussy too, and I'm glad he said it. Said well, it. <laughs> you know what? I I actually liked uh, how they sort of built up. Um, you know, because obviously these guys murdered this girl, but like you said, we didn't know it um, initially. And I I was I was really behind these guys. Like, oh my god, they just got like taken advantage of. They got uh, their uh, someone busted a cap in their ass, uh-huh. so to speak. <laughs> and uh, you know, we go to the uh, we go to the father, and he's like, uh, Luis Reyes did it. You know, everyone knows who did it. Blah blah. blah. And you're like, oh my god, you know, this guy's like the ultimate dick. Dick, but you find out that you know it's because you know someone raped his family, right? And then, um, and then when they go to talk to the homeless guy, who's like, Yeah, I saw some uh, some guys d- dump something, and it turned out to be the bodies who rolled up. And then he, he describes the car that's at Louis's shop. And then when they go the next time, they bring the guys with all their shotguns, and uh, which I <laughs> ah, god, I love the show, uh, just just so who's more right? I mean, uh, and then I, I mean, obviously, they're all criminals. But what do you mean who's more right? In the sense of, are we going? Who would you fault more, the uh, the two guys or, or Luis? Well, it didn't stop there um, because you remember when they find the car on the bloodstains, uh, you know, and Nate's like, uh, "Why would he use his own car?" You know, he's getting arrested. Do you, I mean, they were, weren't they implying that Luis was going in to uh, kill someone else? I mean, it, were they saying that these two weren't the only ones who, who raped his daughter? No, I, I I think. Or was he just? Or, I thought that, that was more of an offhand comment in the sense of like, uh, you know, he just wanted to earn respect. And I guess like, you know, okay. Oh, oh you want uh, everyone to know he did it? That's yeah. the comment okay. that I keyed in oh, on. Okay. Like, oh. uh, okay. And I don't know what the angle is there. I guess like, you know, okay. I don't know how long he's gonna go to jail. What five, ten years or whatever. I don't know. Two murders, but uh. When he gets out, everyone knows he's a badass. Is that it? I don't. I don't, think I don't know how these out. guys think, that, but that's two murders. What's that? Does L.A. have a lesser penalty on murders? <laughs> well, Stu, you're from Texas. Why don't we just give him the death penalty? <laughs> that's what we do down there. <laughs> we are record-setting number. I thought California would follow suit, but I guess not. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> gilded die. Uh, whatever. I mean, what is it? Is, is it like five? Five years. It's got to be at least what you, five. five years. What are you talking about? What? For murder of two guys. What? That makes no sense. <laughs> what you think more than that? Stu just wants to kill him. I, I want. <laughs> just like give him the chair. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I feel sorry for these two rapists. Uh, so what was Luis's <laughs> angle? I don't really then? feel sorry for rapists, but, um, but what about Luis? So what? What was his angle then with the blood? I don't know. I. I just thought, yeah, I mean, I thought we just discussed that he just wanted to earn respect. Um, but then if, 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 according to Stu, he's going to get the death penalty, <laughs> I mean, well, even regardless, but, like, what? California I still has the don't death penalty, right? Yes, yeah, certainly. I don't okay, know. Okay, I don't know. It could be just life in prison. I just, I just moved there. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, but what is, I guess, you know, now this is a big point of contention. What was Luis's angle? I, anyone have any thoughts on that? I think it was more about that. That was crossing the line. Like, whenever the gangbangers, you know, assaulted the daughter, that was crossing the line. Like, especially in, you know, we, we always know, like, the Don, the family. The family comes first. And I think, you know, they could do whatever they want business-wise, but as soon as they, you know, got so on the daughter. So is this a message? Okay, so, so he knows he's going to jail. Right. So maybe that sends a message, like, you know, that this guy's willing to do go to jail mm-hmm. and he will murder um, – so that means don't mess with my family. So uh, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a bigger thing. It's, it's a greater act by him going to jail as opposed to just killing these guys. Is that 
No? I, I guess so. I don't know. Because he didn't seem surprised or ready to run when they were I mean, like, I'm oh, in- is that the car? Like, he- I'm intrigued by this guy. Yeah. Now, I, like, I really think, I, I for me, I thought he should be more of a bigger character now. Yeah. Well, uh, that's... Hopefully? That's, predictions? No, no predictions not going <laughs> to happen. Uh, that's just how Southland is. We get solid characters every week, uh, considering even though we have such limited episodes from the show, which we'll discuss later, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you keep teasing me, man. I know. All right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, good, good, solid, good, solid case. I enjoyed it. And um, follow next... Uh, I know you described it as the bank robbery. That was really the like, bank shooting. The bank shooting. I mean, I don't, one. I don't think it was a. Was it a bank robbery? Did they ever someone say bank robbery? I believe they did. I I totally missed that. Did I did, did you catch on that? Elizabeth? I didn't. I thought uh, it was just a big shooting. I think it was just. A I'm shooting. sure they're I'm, robbing I, something. Someone yelled bank. Robbing. Okay, I didn't. Someone I didn't, yelled bank. Okay, bank. Um, but anyway, I mean, that was like one scene. So I mean, but but how Southland usually works with these two guys? It's just you just watch them. Going around LA to dealing with petty, petty crime or petty d- dealings, and I, that's what I love because like uh, Ben <laughs> Ben Sherman, uh, played by Ben McKenzie, who starred on The OC. If anyone remembers his face, no, no, okay. <laughs> oh, I was that the, one of your other favorite? I shows? was only oh, into that. Yeah. Was I the only one here that, into that teen drama back in the day? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> Number one fanboy. I right wish here. we could have done a podcast about that show, but uh, <laughs> no. Anyway. Yeah, so he's the he's the rookie cop. I don't know if you picked up on that. I uh, did. Okay, good. I'm glad. Uh, and, and his uh, partner, John Cooper, uh, basically, he's kind of like he's just sick of people. Like, obviously, I mean, he goes. They first we see them. Uh, I, I forgot what, what was what was the first case. I don't know. Well, let's just drive into the toy store. Like they go into this oh, toy yeah. store, and, and there's just. Officer John Cooper just like watching these two women argue it out about like how she's not getting all of her money back returning some doll and then like she's just about to choke the choke the toy owner and he just grabs her and he's like it's just a freaking doll but it's the principal I mean who but you have a sales receipt okay I don't care okay she she handled it wrong by like strangling the one she's right. <laughs> You have a sales receipt. You bought it for that much. You return it. You get that much. I don't care if the fucking thing's on sale. It was anymore. even in thirty days. I was like, girl, please, like, ugh. Okay. I was on that girl's side. I was with her when she jumped over the counter. I was like, get it. <laughs> yeah, but – and then – yeah, but then he pays the owner the difference of $3. And so you, you're like – in the one hand, you're like, man, what an asshole. Out of and his then, own wallet. And then in second, he is a saint. He pulls it out of his own wallet. He, yeah. Not, not Ben's. Not his rookie I love how he counted yeah. out the ones. Yeah, he counts out the <laughs> yeah, ones. Yeah, but you're going to be like – I mean – I don't know. It's just setting up that you're going to be trampled on your whole life. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You just let some like I know, it, but it's the principle of the thing. It's the principle of the thing. She she just deserves all her money. I'm with you, Phil. All right. I I didn't think we were really getting into a. I mean, I didn't want to argue about, about the it, principle but... of re, 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 reimbursement, reimbursement, and uh, giving yeah, getting back your money, returning a toy. But okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, and then like, and then after we see them. Uh, uh, pull over the porch uh, with the woman in it, the cougar, uh, kind of a a fan of Ben's as he's uh, giving her a, t- a ticket. I mean, all right, let's just uh, – I'm going to be shallow for a second. Can we talk about her looks? I didn't think she was that good looking. I didn't think her boobs were that great. Uh, okay. I was well, like, for a cougar? Well, I now. guess the casting director or the casting uh, 
We could have gotten it. I'm just saying. Anyway. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry the boobs weren't good enough. I would, well, guys. they weren't good enough for her. I was just talking <laughs> about in general. I mean, like, if you're going to be pulled over and the well, cop is cute, like. All right. Okay. Anyway. Don't judge me, Stu. He's bending too easily. I just. I'm saying. Okay. I agree. Anyway, it just showed another good example of uh, probably something that cops deal with from time to time, especially the <laughs> attractive ones from the OC. Uh, deal with when they pull over uh, uh, pull over women with money and that could use a lay, uh, and how they get out of tickets. But I mean, it got more interesting later when I think we could just jump this. We'll go back to everything else. Uh, but when she come after work, when she she rolls up on Ben and uh, right after he turns down a drink with that other officer, and she's like, "Hey, uh, you want to get a drink?" And so I think that will be a recurring character for you, Phil. No, uh, good to know. I mean, honestly, I think if 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 you have that much money. You're obviously driving a nice car. I think it's almost like a sign of, like, respect. Like, okay, you got a ticket. <laughs> Whatever, I'll just pay it off. Right? This, you know, I, yeah, if I had no money, I'd be arguing. How much would the ticket be? Uh, I'm curious. Well, for, it was for changing lanes without signaling. Probably like 100 bucks. Right? right? Yeah. It's not like she doesn't have that in her wallet. Yeah, that's a good point. But it was for the it was for the chase. It was for the chase. She wanted it. Do you think she wanted it? She probably did it on purpose because she knows his partner. Uh, I think, and, she still, I, I think, she I think the better out. move would have been to give her that ticket and be like, there you go. You have it. And, and you know what I mean? And just wrote your number or whatever. Whatever you got. didn't need the number. She'd obviously been stalking him. Yeah, that was weird how she just kind of pulled up. Kind of like, pulled hey, up. up? <laughs> but uh, anyway. She knew what time he gets off. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, John, Cooper, John Cooper, his partner, he I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, he they the show is – Hinted very heavily that he's a gay man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. And so I was kind of expecting a more violent reaction from him when he said he didn't give her the ticket. Kind of like, you know, kind of like... Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean he's racist. What are you, racist? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, just in the sense, I mean, I don't know. So gay men are racist against men who, who don't give tickets to women because <laughs> they're straight? Sure. That makes them racist. That's, okay. Add that to Webster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I just thought it was. I just kind of thought that was kind of a an end to throwing another gay insinuation uh, right there. Just kind of like how he would react, but he didn't. And uh, it turned out, yeah, Ben to get her number, but it didn't matter because she stalked him back to the police force. <laughs> She's a creeper. But anyway, uh, earlier before that, we we rolled up. This was a great scene uh, on on the the shooting where where. Where the you know okay so they roll up the officer down and mm-hmm. uh, and we roll up and there is just a guy with an AK forty seven or an AK seventy four just shooting up the shooting up the streets and and uh, we 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 just we cut the commercial we come back and they just they pull off this great tactic I'm wondering who taught them that I wonder if this is what LAPD really does where they take off their bulletproof vest put it in the windows of, yeah, on I the other side was... of the car and just so they can go and get that police officer who's down who's like hunkered by, or. You shot and sitting behind the car, and yeah, they just uh, and they push it over there, get 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 them in there, and I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great scene. I was like, what are they doing, taking off their bulletproof jackets? And I just I don't know. I, very but, smart, very, very smart. smart. Okay, I, I'm glad it wasn't. But it, what I liked about it wasn't like it wasn't all about like gunslinging. You know, it was it was right. a tactic, tactic. It was a tactic that I'm sure the LAPD has used once before. I don't know when cuz I don't keep up with uh well, there, bank I mean, robberies. No, I don't I think it goes more than that. I mean, LA's riddled with not crime, but like you go back to the Rodney King riots and like uh-huh. I mean, it, LA 
the we we should uh, for a future uh, special segment we should definitely talk about the uh, the infrastructure of L.A. and what leads to crime because it's definitely whoa <laughs> to say the least. Okay, but, but uh, all right. All so right. yeah, I mean, I I definitely think it's it's attacked at that uh, the actual LAPD has used before, and I th- I thought it was you know amazing that it was you know like you said it wasn't just that stereotypical shootout. Yeah, I and and right after we showed the uh, the Ben is. When you put when you put him, he's this is the second person I believe he's killed. Uh, well, I'm sorry, he actually didn't kill him. My my bad. Um, <laughs> but in the, the the first episode uh, of season one, the pilot, he he killed someone, um, and this is the second person he shot. But he was he's very intense, mm-hmm. and he was just telling the person, get you know get your fucking hands up, you know get them up, goddamn it, and and then the guy just pulls out a gun, and shoots himself in the head. Uh, this is one of the gunners, by the way. I guess mm-hmm. it didn't go over that, but who runs around the block? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just Oof. Oof, that got me. Well, I mean, what was interesting for me, as soon as, like, uh, so he stops himself from rounding that corner. Yeah. And I, we we held on that shot for a long time. Yeah. Right. And what I thought was going to happen, and, uh, you know, you guys can give me your thoughts, but uh, I thought he was going to turn around, shoot, and shoot someone accidentally oh. instead of the uh, oh. the guy. Now, what, what was your guys' impression at that moment? I mean, th- we obviously held on that shot for a very long time before he, he rounds the mm-hmm. corner. Yeah. yeah. So what was going through your minds? Well, I definitely thought that the guy was going to be waiting for him. I mean, the hesitation, I knew this guy obviously didn't want to be involved in a gunfight. And whenever he hesitated, I was like, oh, man, this doesn't this doesn't look good for you. I was I was worried that I was waiting for the the guy around the corner to be waiting for him. I thought he was going to be gone. I, uh, I, I mean – I was I, I I leaned a little toward the uh, oh he's about to get shot but I leaned more toward the uh, he's gonna be gone and now they got like a a suspect that's armed and mm-hmm. dangerous on the run that's kind of so, what I expected. so if he was uh, so if he was gonna be gone because I didn't why he, stop what do you mean why stop why did he stop oh why did he stop behind the, the corner yeah, yeah. because a guy would because uh, that's a perfect that's the perfect situation to shoot a cop running a corner because it's a blind spot. Yeah, but I mean, they were like neck and neck. I don't know. Uh, I, the, I guess I have to replay the scene exactly it's, it's, how it's it led up to it's it. Training. I've seen it on Discovery. <laughs> Sue's got a lot of a lot of education <laughs> in this uh, area. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know any police officers personally, but I've, I've seen it. Uh, how, how they train and what they, how they go around corners. But uh, I don't think they take t- normally that long to think about it. But, uh, but no, I, I mean, it was. I got the emotion. I just, I, I got just the really thought he was gonna like. Uh, nail some civilian, and then he was. I think that would have been a great way to go, but oh God, at the yeah. same, but at the same time, that would have been that would have been kind of a complicated storyline for, uh, for for Ben. I don't, I, I don't know if that would have knocked him out right out of the police force. Then you wouldn't have a show with his character in it. This poor guy was going to have an emotional breakdown around rounding a corner. You think he's going to handle like shooting some kid? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it didn't have to be a kid. I just say that. But uh, no, I, I still think yeah. <laughs> just crossing the street. I just wanted to know your guys' opinion. That's all. No, that was good. I'm, I'm glad you brought that. No, up. No, yeah, though. and it was a great reveal when the guy was just you know catching his breath. Like so, why? Okay, I mean obviously. So as Stu tells me, we don't go too much into these B characters, but although they are great, but why the suicide? Well, well, I I, I feel like that's a lot of the time. That's kind of what these uh, these standoffs usually come down to, and uh, they don't want to be. They don't want to be taken in by the cops. Like they want to, 
go out their own way, and he obviously they shot a cop. They're going away for a long time, and you if that what? cop dies, he's <laughs> I, I thought in L.A. they get the death penalty. So, well, <laughs> you know. well I know it wasn't going to be for five years, Phil. <laughs> five I know years. shooting a cop wasn't like maybe six years. I don't know what you thought the. Uh, I thought it was seven. What the penalty was? For, oh, seven. Okay. <laughs> All right, please nobody take this uh, as serious. Do not go out shooting cops out there. You're only going to get seven years in jail. Not a good idea. Um, but no, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really think about it. I just, I, I'm, su- I'm actually surprised Ben didn't shoot him when he pulled out his gun. I thought we were going to get another. Right? Yeah. I was waiting for that. I was Quick waiting shot. for that. But um, it, it, it was, yeah, no, that's what I was waiting for. But it gave it kind of a like, oh shit, <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? Moment, and then, and then. People like Phil are wondering why would he do that to himself. You know, they, I am you want, wondering. You want the round table discussion about it? I, I do. I mean, what what was going through this guy? Why, his life? What, I just want to know. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we may, maybe his psychiatrist knows if if he or she is out there, and you can uh, you can dive into his medical records. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the actor, read and his, I'm gonna ask him. Read his live journal. What his motive? <laughs> All right, but um, and then after that, we uh, uh, it uh, so John's back really hurts. Ben's partner, and uh, he's like he can hardly get to the car. And I, I don't know if you guys noticed at the beginning of the episode he's putting on his back brace yeah. and he's taking pills, and that's been nicely intercut with with uh, the guy running. Yeah, that was great. Oh, I, I didn't. I, I must have been looking down at that point. Well, it, it was, was intercut like for second. like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I totally saw that. No, but anyway. Yeah, so yeah, you know, he's 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 got a hurt back. This has been a thing that's been running over the past two seasons, and um, and then he goes to the hospital to uh, I that's his ex wife who works as a nurse at that hospital um, to get her get more uh, painkillers from her, and you know, just, this is what he does every 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 time he runs out, he goes gives her an excuse that he's gonna get yeah his prescription he's gonna get a prescription soon, and then this is the first time she said no, like oh. just finally no, I can't do it anymore, and you need help. And I'm wondering how he's gonna how he's gonna get him for now on. Although before his old source used to be uh, at a club, where he'd go hit up a guy and this in, in a bathroom, and even the guy was like, "I think you have a problem," and stopped giving him drugs. And if you can believe a drug dealer would uh, <laughs> stop selling his own drugs, but I, I I don't know where this is gonna go now. It's definitely put a little rift in his with his ex-wife now again. But uh, but yeah, and then that right after that, we kind of we go right to Sammy, Sammy's house, uh, Detective Sammy's house, where we find his crazy wife. I wish you guys would watch the previous episodes. She is very crazy, and uh, we, he gives her a new camera because she lost her very expensive old one, and she reveals that she is pregnant, and it snows. Hence the title of the episode. Yes, well, luckily there was <laughs> talk earlier of uh, it and about the snow. By the way, L.A. and snow. I don't know. Do you think it had any meaning, Phil? I don't know. I just don't think it snows in L.A. Why? To be honest with you. What do you, what do you think she was thinking? I don't know. I, mean, I have no idea. I From just, a woman's perspective. Wonder the, I wonder the symbolism there. I mean, uh, it snowed last week in Santa Clarita. Yeah. That seemed like some heavy snow, though, in That's that not Los Angeles. By the way, I don't think he lives directly in Los Angeles. That's been discussed before. He, he kind of has a far drive. Fair enough. Because so, it's, uh, yeah. Whatever. So, uh, <laughs> good, yeah. But anyway. And then that was the episode for you. Um, so, uh, what, 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 what should we, you wanted to kind of discuss? So, who, who, who's your favorite partners, first of all? I want to discuss that. Uh, my favorite partner was, it was, 
I thought it was definitely the uh, the woman. Um, Lydia and uh, Lydia and Josie. Josie. Yeah, <laughs> those two. I thought they uh, they had a great dynamic. Obviously, there's uh, tension between them, and uh, I thought I, I really liked how they sort of developed them uh, throughout this episode. Okay, uh, Alyssa. Uh, my favorites are definitely Ben and John. Um, I found them very believable, and I liked how they had like some moments, like guy moments. They d- definitely have some sort of little bit of a bromance going on. I love their bond. I, d- I love it. Yeah, no, that's that's my favorite couple guys because they always deal with the most petty issues in the streets, and they just you always get like John's just kind of, you get to see what Ben watched, what John does through his eyes, and just. How he deals with it, and then just watch Ben grows uh, grows a uh, police officer and, exactly. and deal with really heavy shit out there, as uh, we saw with a sh- couple shootings. I they struck me as the most realistic. Yeah, of the no, partners. yeah, I, I would say going that. from a petty dispute to a shootout. I mean, as soon as you hear that officer down, you're like, oh my god, like, yeah, shit's gonna happen. Yeah, and I don't know. I sort of wasn't. I love Lydia. I mm-hmm. wasn't kind of on board with it. I. I like that she keeps having different partners. I think it keeps changing things up. Um, Fair enough. And, and it's always been a... Uh, I think you have a secret crush on her. I, thinking you're, eventually you're going to become a partner there. Oh, it's like, okay. oh, maybe me next time. <laughs> no. No, thank you. She would whoop me. Um, He's lying. Okay. <laughs> uh, but any, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, it, you know, they just, they just seem too different. Just uh, not, not like, oh, they're too different. Uh, I just mean like it, in terms of... In terms of storytelling wise, it's just like, oh, of course they have a problem with this and this. I find it funny, mm-hmm. and it it worked a couple of times. But anyways, and let's wrap my comment up there. Want to find out what the afterbuzz is about? Genesis is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at three four seven eight five five eighty two sixty nine. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the afterbuzz. Three four seven. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at (laughs) AfterBuzzTV.com. The wig! The wig will come off. That wig come off, baby. Oh, what? Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad, Mad Men, True Blood, The Walking Dead, Big Love, Jersey Shore, The Oscars, Celebrity Rehab, The Emmys. If If it's it's hot, hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. Thank you, thank you, Rich, for uh, for our new commercial. But um, so now, Stu, finally, the moment you've been waiting for personally. (laughs) With our uh, weekly special topic, and that is uh, Stu intro it for us, please. All right. So I've I've uh, from the start. Okay, so this show started on. Uh, so just kind of to summarize what I want you guys to talk about. So from a fresh uh, perspective, eyes. How do you? If you guys know or do not know, I mean, the show started on NBC. They got canceled. Mm-hmm. Went on to TNT and uh, has a total of thirteen episodes already, and it's already gotten a budget reduction. So I was wondering, from your guys' perspective. After watching that, it seems like you guys liked it, but why do you think the show has kind of struggled in terms of uh, getting a solid amount of episodes and why it's been canceled and why it's gotten a budget reduction? You know, like, what's wh- why is it struggling? Uh, well, I think 
Um, from a, from a production standpoint, I mean, it, it seems kind of in some sense costly uh, in the sense that tonight uh, we saw we were on Hollywood Boulevard, uh, very famous boulevard in uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, with the, the with the Walk of Fame, you know, with the stars. Um, and in some sense, I don't, I don't know, you, you know, it requires a high production value. Uh, uh, the camera work, it works in its favor because it's uh, it's handheld, so it's easier to shoot in that sense. But um, I think it definitely is costly. Um, and then I think the other thing, you know, in, in some sense that we discussed was it just, you know, I, I do care about some of the uh, subsidiary characters, and, uh, you know, they don't always play to those as much, you know. I, I don't know. That That's my initial thoughts. And then... Lastly, I, I guess in some sense, it, some things do get handled a little bit too easy, and I, I guess CSI um, doesn't even quicker. But I think it, you know, especially if if the angle of this show is that it's going to be realistic, unlike CSI, then it should really sort of uh, adhere to that and 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 make it really a struggle. Like uh, with with the the first rape murder um, of, of the woman, you know, we, we knew the sort of suspect. I mean, we were hinted at that it could have been the boss, but we dropped that very easily. And then right from the get-go, we saw the, the scars, and we knew that was the guy. Now it's just a matter of how do we get him, mm-hmm. which is fine. But, you know, you, you sort of always want some sort of layering, which, you know, uh, wasn't there for me. You were getting layering? Not, not to that great. Not to, not to an extent that I think uh, some of the more successful shows um, do. Now, not, that is not to say that this wasn't a good show. It's not, you know... I think it's a fine TV show, but there are better ones out there, and there's worse ones out there. What well, by layering? I mean, are you talking about like the the, uh, the layer of the characters and how, or just in terms subtext? Of, uh, just all the stories that were going out of the uh, case. So sub uh, in it, so what I mean by that is, um, like I said, it's it was too on the nose. It it in, you know, we talked about how uh, the relationship between um, the first partner. Uh-huh. With uh, with Lydia, Lydia. you know, um, you know, they didn't have to say it, but we knew, which was fine. I liked that. You know, there was that tension, and they didn't have to. It was a show, don't tell. But then, in some sense, the other ones, like it's it's too easy when they show it to us. You know, it's revealed right off the bat, and then you know, you're not kind of left guessing. Where in some sense, I want to kind of be. Uh, That's the fun for me. Other what? Like like the case like the we're, cases. Ne- we're never like thinking like oh it might be this guy or this guy or this guy it was yeah, kinda, like what, we, we were kind of steered automatically to that one guy pretty quickly is that yeah I mean what I liked what I liked about the um, the sort of the what I call the bridge murder is that you know we we sort of side with these two guys oh you know they got shot and it's this guy Louise but then we find out that the reason why he did it and so it it, com- it made the whole thing complex okay and not complex for complexity's sake. But you know, uh, for emotional sake, mm-hmm. and uh, which I liked. All right. So that's the type of labor earring I'm talking about. You know, where it's it may be harder to side with one guy than the other, and you know, uh, and whatnot. So, so basically, the harder the decisions are, the the more I can, so the more emotional stakes there are. So, so it's not. Uh, you would like to be more like Law and Order. No, I, no, no. See, that's that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. It's like. I mean that's more procedural. I mean, are you just more interested in the procedural stuff? Than- no, I, I, not at all. I, I what I like about this is that it's not procedural um, by any means. But um, I just think you know I I think you know you mentioned that uh, you like how these sort of murders get solved quickly and you move on to the next one or and not murders but crimes. Uh-huh. 
Um, but I, I think in some sense, like, yeah, let, let one play out. Let one sort of really, you know, stick. I mean, uh, just not over – you mean not let it solve in one episode. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Okay. All right. You know, and that's not to say let it be the through line for 13 episodes, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe two, three. Okay. Um, all right, uh, Alyssa. How do you how do you feel that it isn't just one case? Then like it's multiple cases, and not even just multiple cases, but just multiple scenes between like you know your favorite the, the bromancers, uh, the bromancers, Ben and John, where we just kind of see how their lives are on the streets. Do you think that's do you, are you are you more interested in the cases, or are you, you kind of like the uh, are you more interested in the characters themselves? I mean, well, I'm definitely more interested in the characters. Um, I'm not a fan of procedurals because I always feel like, oh, after the first act, this is what's going to happen. Right. And I mean, obviously, it's going to be blue skies at the end, whatever. Like the things that's really drew me into the show were the realistic points. I mean, we got to see John, we got to see his addiction problem, we got to see the physical toll that this job takes. On the body of a of a police officer, I was really interested in that in that material. I mean, and it's a real testament to the quality of the show and the caliber of talent that are on it. Because for it to be canceled from NBC and for TNT to pick it up, I mean, there's obviously something there. And I really think it's these really interesting characters that have stories to tell beyond just the everyday of a cop. Like that's what I'm interested in. That. I'm not going to be invested in a character I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at, uh, you know, sometimes, in all honesty, it's, it's sometimes better to uh, get canceled off a network show because with the network show, there's so much pressure on you, um, you know, and, and the, the writers don't really get as much creative freedom as, as they need or want. And so now I, I feel like you have this. You're on TNT. You're on a cable show. And so you're going to get to go those places that you couldn't go before. And, uh, you know, you only get 13 episodes, but fine that that only makes the uh the viewers sort of hunger more for each episode right and so, so i i feel it will be it will grow exponentially you know as sort of episodes go on i mean i was left starving after each season i mean i'm lucky to uh because like i mean i'm not really in procedural shows either and mm-hmm. so that's why that's what i originally thought it was that's why i kind of avoided it um and then when it was canceled by NBC, like I heard all these reviews, like how the hell could you cancel this NBC? Like you guys are idiots. And and like I read John Wells' uh, quote about like how he he hoped Jay Leno fell on his face, like because that's his his show was replaced by uh, Jay Leno's new show. And I was like, all right, well uh, I I want to take a look at this show, and it was and it and I loved it. You know, it was it was way different than what's what the norm. And yeah, I mean it has I, I would suspect it has a high budget uh, or higher but although it sounds it's it's cast doesn't seem like they're i mean the cast i i, I can uh i don't know where the budget goes and aside from locations I, and stuff and, it definitely i don't think the cast gets paid much i think they're uh you know they're i to their credit they're very good actors uh-huh. um and very dedicated you know and that's why i think you know they're they're happy and blessed to uh, be on that show and ha- you know that's why they're not complaining about their pay they want to be on this show i feel like and that's why they're doing it. Obviously, yeah, and I mean it's 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 even it's even known that they've all taken pay cuts just because they had to reduce the budget and they've had to shorten shooting schedules and all that. So they obviously, but they obviously want to be on the show. And every whenever I read the interviews, they're always very adamant, like they're trying to keep this show alive. They want to keep this. They want to keep this going. They don't want to give up. Like, and I, but I don't understand why they're even why that's even an issue. I mean, do you think it's the marketing? Because I know this show has only. 
averaged around six six episodes, like the first two seasons. So it's like it's such a long hiatus between the two seasons, right. and then like it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot of marketing for this show. I I hardly I mean I really hardly ever heard about it after after it got canceled on NBC and went to TNT. I like, I remember seeing a lot of promos for it when it was first coming out because I'm sure because I. John Wells and NBC have a, had a love affair when they he did ER and they're like okay we're gonna back his show, but then after you know after a while it, it's so gritty and it's it, it was it's very I don't think it fit the network at well, all I've, NBC I've, no. NBC yeah no I thought I thought um, I don't know about the marketing exactly I thought I thought you know I saw it on um, you know basketball games and things like that advertised yeah. on TNT um, so so I did see commercials out there for it but. Um, in the sense, I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes it is a matter of uh, marketing can make or break you. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I feel like with this third season, um, and especially, I, sh- I think in some sense, the more, um, not not pressure in the sense of you got to get it done, but uh, creative restrictions. Well, then I won't even call it that. Um, just the restrictions themselves of budgetary reasons, um, locations, and etc., will force you creatively to come up with new and exciting ways. And so. You know, I, I think they'll eliminate some of the cliches. That I, I, you know, I think it will force them to have an amazing third season. I didn't feel any effect of a decreased budget. I mean, it looked just as solid as the previous two seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I thought it was totally. I, again, I said it was high budget because yeah. I felt that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know the numbers. Uh, I. I I suspect. I mean, the show we used to uh, we did the podcast over the previously Walking Dead had a pretty massive budget in terms of all those dead buys and everything compared to this. I I don't know where the money was going. Where it's really going, except from paying like the cast and then like some locations and pro- obviously it's people training these guys to look like and portray real police officers. And uh, I mean, do you guys think they fit that pretty well? They, I yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. for one it, it again. I didn't just, for one second doubt that they were um, you know not cops. Yeah. And didn't act like cops, which, again, I thought it was real nice because, you know, like we said, CSI. Let's um, stop knocking CSI. I'm not, I'm not knocking CSI, trouble. but but it's just. It's, <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to say anything. I was, I was referring to DNA results. That's all. <laughs> no, but the, there are, you know, uh, sort of these shows get away from the realism. Um, and, you know, so I, get, I don't know. I'm sure the actors study uh, their real life portrayals, but, you know, the show, show, show forces them the other way. Um, and then what I want and what I think the, the show's success is going to be is is if it really goes after that realistic, um, what it feels like to be a cop in L.A. Yeah. And I think in some sense, yeah, it's an L.A. cop, but it's a universal theme that you could play with. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, that's what's really pulled me into it, and that's what's kept me going with it. And they balance everything really well with the action and the character, the, the characters and, and really not – not being too procedural and but they kind of still throw some of that in there but i mean i guess i understood your point earlier where you you kind of want to wonder you you kind of want to question uh some things you figure it out with them but they kind of figure it out right away but no but what no no <laughs> no no i, I i'm just i'm just yeah uh, i'm agreeing okay. with you oh okay yeah. i mean i guess they could work on that but i i, I don't feel Honestly, I I didn't walk away from that episode going, man. I really wish I had suspected, wondered more if that if the the security guard was the one who murdered. I, I mean, again, why I, do I have to know. I mean, again, uh, I'm, early. I'm saying, t- I was, my my sort of judgments in some sense come because like 
you know, in some sense, Stu asked me to talk about and criticize it. So, of course, you know, <laughs> I felt like I had to come up with points of criticism. Okay. Otherwise, my uh, my credibility and role would be diminished. But, again, like I said, <laughs> are there better shows out there? Yes. But there's definitely worse shows. And I think, th- for me, this is, you know, let's say the, uh, the top fifth of shows out there. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the grittiness of it? Like the, I think it works to its advantage. Yeah, me too. I, mean, I loved it. Yeah. I have to say, as you know, my favorite shows of all time, like Oz and The Wire, I felt like this was something that could satisfy me, someone who's looking for a realistic, gritty drama with real characters. And it didn't seem – it's not a black and white world, and I really felt that. I mean, we see these cops. They're not all good guys. That's what I really enjoyed about the show is, you know – I got to see gritty, realistic situations. I mean, some of these, like, the the disappearance of the mother and then finding her in the ceiling, like, that was shocking. And, you know, that's something, you know, missing persons, like, that could really happen. It wasn't like, you know, not everyone is forced to deal with gang-related crimes or anything. This was something that could really hit home for me, really. Did, did, the, uh, did the language at all uh, put anyone off? What, in terms of the curse words? Yes, or? yes. Um, no. I mean, it's a, it's a mature show. I mean, you know, and they're they're portraying that world, so I had no problems with it. Uh, if I was a parent, I, I guess maybe sure. But well, okay. So do you think out. that contributes to the loss of viewership? Then what curse words? Yeah, I don't know. No, I I, I don't know. I think and the grittiness. I, I, think and anything, the grittiness. I should I should I should group it together. Well, I think I mean, in some sense, yeah, it may, might alien a few viewers but for I think the ones that like it they're going to be very loyal to the show and that's why that's why I think the show is is still on is because the fans that love it are are vicious yeah you know they want the show to stay on and they don't want it to go off because they love it so well, you know yeah well I guess my only point about the uh, the language is just that I, I I've I've seen thing I whenever I can I don't know the show I don't really watch too much shows that you, that actually We'll use language they actually have to bleep out, which you always get in a Southland episode where they'll they'll keep the they'll keep the word in and just bleep it out, you know, just to show that. See, they're, that they're... was something that bumped on me because they actually bleeped it out. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't I don't know what words are restricted from TNT, but uh, obviously the ones they said uh, were. But, it was uh, just shocking to hear it actually censored as opposed to replaced with something a little yeah, a more little, softer. Yeah, a little softer. Yeah, and that I appreciate because like sometimes I can watch something or read a script and it like. I, I I feel like it's used just too li- liberally, like just like you know, fuck you. It's like that. What was that? That was uncalled for. Yeah, it's <laughs> never this, shocking. It's like, it's... Yeah, it wasn't shocking. It was like it was called for. Like we're we're dealing with an AK forty seven being shot at my face. I totally understand. And uh, you're not putting your hands up. Put your fucking hands in the air. You know, like. You might shoot me. Like it's all called for. I get it. it, it By the it, way, we should have pre warned anyone listening that we're, this, this is, is a chair show this is and a uh, podcast. Start bleeping you out. I'm just quoting the show. <laughs> this isn't my. I don't use. I, I have a very clean mouth. My. I. Uh, I respect my mother. He uses Listerine every day. <laughs> I use Listerine every day. I wash it out with soap. Um, but yeah. But anyway. Uh, I mean, but is there anything else that you guys think that's, I mean, from a fresh perspective that that works against it? Uh, that works against it? Um, no, I mean, I, I, li- I like their techniques. I think it's it's good. Obviously, you mentioned that we opened up with the teaser, and I think I like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I like that technique, and if you you said they use it throughout, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it's every episode. So that's fun. You know, I like that. Um, kind of, but um, no, I don't, I don't, again, I just think the only knock that I have is that some of the murders get uh, solved too easily. But hey, it was it's the first episode. It's the season three premiere, so I think you know in time things will develop, and uh, hopefully we'll see a through line, not, or maybe not. All right, and is uh, that what is that? I mean, I'm asking. <laughs> Asking what? Is, is some of these going to carry, like, the, the through line? I mean, it's mainly... So is these it, cases? No, it's going to be the cops, right? The cops' relationships. Yeah, it's all of the relationships. Yeah, I mean, they kind of they kind of planted the seed. So, I mean, the relationship between the... New so I like that. It's not about the murders. It's more about the cops. I, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there was there were some things that I, that, I, uh, that I saw that I knew from previous seasons that they were going to keep developing that you guys might have caught on yet. But, yeah, it's it's basically just going to be development between all the cops' relationships. That's kind of really what this really drives this show. And uh, But, anyways, I, I think that kind of wraps up what we've been talking about here about this, uh, this uh, topic. And um, from that, we will go to news and gossip being read by... After Buzz TV News. All right, so for this week's gossip... All right, the first one on here, we're going to talk about the budget of Southland, which we did kind of talk about. But um, if you didn't know, the budget of Southland was cut by more than a third going into season three. As a result, not all cast members will continue as regulars, and those who remain had been asked to reduce their fees and or the number of episodes they appear in. So Regina King, Michael Cudlitz, Sean Hatosi, and Ben McKenzie will remain as regulars. Pending completion of contract negotiations with Michael McGrady, Kevin Alejandro, and Aria Barriquez moving to recurring roles. And next up we have... Well, oh. <laughs> I know we discussed this a little earlier. But, we uh, did. Yeah, but I... That's fine. It's just kind of those those uh, those those characters, those actors being the list were kind of already recurring. They weren't really quite as used as regulars, so I'm not I'm not really surprised. But, yeah, uh, I, I I like to have more of a core group, you know, to follow. They didn't, you know, yeah, which kind of disappointed me. They didn't use all the actors that are really like some of these. I I, I can't really tell you the, can't tell you them because they weren't in the show, in the episode. But uh, mm. I'm sorry that they're going to be reduced in any way. But yeah. Well, I think the ensemble that we have now is pretty strong. It's very solid. Yeah. yeah. It's it. But when will that series end come? Southland's history as a little engine that could has inspired a solid network of fans, but the show's ratings are far less than those of TNT hits The Closer and Rizzolian Isles. Season 2 finale drew around 2 million viewers. Does anyone know The Closer's uh, ratings or no? No, but mm. I... Obviously, it's it's uh, it's a hit for TNT. I, I again, I think I what what I think it comes down to, and what really uh, TNT and like sort of all these sort of shows we need to realize is that okay, you're not getting the viewership, but you're getting much more loyal fans, and uh, you can really brand it out that way. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, with like the Kim Kardashian, you, she, yeah, she's got her show, but if she comes out with near perfume, you know, her fans are gonna buy the perfume right away, and. On that, yeah, because uh, some of the actors have been featured in uh, Dexter, uh, who plays Sammy. He, mm-hmm. he was the uh, villain right. on that show, and uh, the, uh, Nate was—he was in True Blood. I don't know if anyone watches that, but he—he he played the uh, gay boyfriend of, of the uh, whatever uh, one of the characters on that show. But so they're kind of—they're kind of expanding their horizons, and hopefully, people will start recognizing those characters from those shows that they watch and come to Southland and see them on a another great show that they originated from. And uh, yeah, get those get those ratings up. 
Okay, well, some gay viewers are frustrated that the first two seasons haven't shown more of John Cooper's personal life or made his sexuality more explicit. Despite revealing that particular plot point at the end of last season, some straight viewers still aren't convinced Cooper is gay. I don't, did they tease it at all this uh, this episode? I don't not, know. Not I really. One, I mean, Stu, you brought up, you know, that, that they could have teased it with, uh, yeah. with, the, with pulling over the woman, the cougar. Right. But, um, I don't know... I, but I think it's one of those things, okay, like, if he is, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, all Stu, I, you all know I have to me. say, since I know better than you two, is he's obviously gay. I don't know why you wouldn't think he was, uh, you straight viewers out there. I'm straight. I know he's gay. And uh, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> the cast of Southland go through police force training in order to better understand and portray a Los Angeles police officer, which we did kind of talk about their believability. Michael Kuglitz, who plays Cooper, discussed the police training that all the actors have gone through for the show and how that has affected his performance. And he quotes, All of us did a bunch of training with LAPD. Our technical advisor is amazing and has opened us up to a lot of current and retired LAPD. Oh, and there's a video on Southland's website which shows the cast going through training and on a shooting range and learning the two to the body, one to the head technique and being very accurate. Yeah, uh, oh, that's cool. I saw this video myself, and if there's any paparazzi out there who think about messing with any of these actors, be <laughs> careful, because they are for sure good uh, at they're, they're they're on the mark. I they will sh- they will shoot you to death. Well, I th- I would love to see him pull off the uh, the armored car uh, because of the uh, bulletproof vest technique. Okay, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> but but I I think it comes out really well in terms of especially Michael Cudlitz who plays uh, plays John Cooper. I, yeah, he was he, great. He seems the most cop to me. Like he I does. Just, I feel like I know I've seen that guy a million times and said, I, 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 police assholes. I don't know if I pulled over or something. But, Still uh, got a ticket from the LAPD. I appreciate, park I, I appreciate their service. So. It's just just that guy though, Michael, who Michael put this place. But yeah, anyway, I think they do a solid job. Everything's, I believe, I believe every bit of it in terms of their techniques and it's never like that's, that's, come on, really? You believe, you believe that they handle weapons yeah, they on believe daily that, yeah, basis. You, be- you believe that she could tackle that guy. Exactly. And yeah, cuff him. Exactly. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Girl power. <laughs> All right, so John Wells, who's the executive producer of Southland, will have his feature directing debut, The Company Men, which has been released in New York and in L.A., will be widely released on January 21st. The story centers on a year in the life of three men trying to survive a round of corporate downsizing at a major company and how that affects them, their families, and their communities. The movie stars Ben Affleck, Tommy Lee Jones, Kevin Costner, and Chris Cooper, just to name a few. And Roger Deakins was the cinematographer who also did Shawshank Redemption and No Country for Old Men. Well, uh, I mean, from that storyline, sounds like it's exactly up his alley. Because, uh, I mean, Southland seems exactly like that. Yeah, just, uh, I, I did, yeah, pretty solid cast. I actually was an intern uh, on this on this uh, movie, so I, I, no. I'm excited to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I haven't been in L.A. while... So, so give us a little more, Stu. Give, give what you a have little some, more? You have some behind the scenes? Oh, some behind the scenes? I didn't get to go on set. How's, I mean, what was your experience? Like, what did you do? I answered phones. Oh. Um, any I, big phone I calls? Got, any big phone calls? Uh... Yeah, one. What was his name? He played the coach on that on that show. He, he was a who? Best. Ben Affleck, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, <laughs> no, Kevin Costner, Chris, Chris Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> None of the above. I didn't get to see any of them, but uh, I did. I did get to see John Wells in Flesh in Living Flesh coming wow. on uh, a couple times. But anyway, I did some extras cast. Helped out with extras casting. It was pretty cool seeing uh, 
seeing the, the some of the behind the scenes stuff and uh, script script pretty pretty good. So there you so go. you read good. the script? Read the script. Yeah. Uh, can you give us the way the ending? No, I. Uh, spoiler alert! I don't want this podcast to be shut down, Phil. And then <laughs> Stu was fired. And then Stu was fired. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, that's your After Buzz TV Southland news and gossip for the week of January 4th, 2011. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, wrapping that up. Um, so, you two, any predictions? Uh, Phil? Uh, well, we got the quote. I believe, for me, from what I heard, it was the only quote, three bodies and ten hours. So, I don't know what that means, but we got three bodies and ten hours. Murders, rapes, what do we got? Heroin addicts, junkies, Ooh, my death penalty guys. What? <laughs> uh, are you talking about the next episode? I, I, yeah, I, predictions oh, for the next episode. That's what we're doing. Predictions for the next episode. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, I want to go with a junkie. Wouldn't that be cool to oh, see? Okay, I'm catching on now. Junkies. Right. <laughs> I just didn't know what your point was. I'm gonna go with. Let's see. What's in LA? Something. Something. Uh, I wonder how far out their jurisdiction is. You know what I would like to see? I want a celebrity. Uh, I kind of want a, a Marilyn Manson uh, kind of no Charles Manson excuse me Charles, <laughs> Charles Manson uh, case that's what I want fair enough you know what I like to see I would like to see a little bit of humor and uh, one of our, a few of our other co-hosts for humor uh, uh, no 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 <laughs> a few of our other Lots co-hosts for After Buzz uh, go to USC and I would like to see some drunk USC girls get arrested oh, okay <laughs> and that is my prediction three bodies in ten hours. <laughs> And one of those being a drunk USC girl? Yes. Okay. Can we have a junkie in there, too? Uh, there will always be a junkie. <laughs> Still, you, got, you got any legitimate predictions? Um, yeah, I predict there will be three F-bombs, two goddams, and one uh, shih tzus. And um, that's my most solid prediction out of, out of what I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, thank you for joining us in the new year. Right, guys? Yes, yeah. thank you. Thanks for having me back, Phil. Really uh, no problem. It. I mean, that was an exciting premiere. <laughs> was it good. really was. So please tune in next week, guys. And uh, that this is Stuart Lill speaking from AfterBuzz TV. Salissa speaking from AfterBuzz TV. And you guys better know me. <laughs> For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzzTV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. I'll buzz you later, make it. <laughs> <laughs>